London, are you there? London? London calling. Yay, James. Oh my God, so this nice is the best. talk with you, James. How are you? It's Kristen. I'm so happy, Kristen. I am so pumped. The big day is coming. Ding dong, the bells are going to chime. Obviously, we're talking about Meghan and Harry's wedding. Oh my God, I am so excited. And I'm so excited that for the months leading up to this most important wedding, the most important wedding that's ever taken place, that you and I are going to be talking every week on this podcast when Megan met Harry. I know. And I'm mostly excited because I don't know what I'm going to wear. And I feel like we've got a lot of time to plan it, but we need to discuss it. Do you know what you're going to wear? Have you bought a hat yet? Yes. There's so much planning to do. There's so much predicting to do. There's so much to talk about as we await this very, very important day. And the best thing about this podcast is that if you are also a huge Hagen fan, that you have a safe space <laughs> to be able to get obsessed about it with us, because that's what this podcast is all about. It's a safe haven for all the Hagen fans out there to get pumped about the wedding. Oh my God. Did did you just make up that ship name or has that ship name I been around? Oh my God, I'm <laughs> no, so proud of you. I love you so much. I don't, I'm not sure if there is an official ship name yet, but I, we've just made it. It's, it's happening right here. See, we're making history right here on When Megan Met Harry. And oh, let's so, tell everybody who we are, by the way. <laughs> right, we should probably get into that. Yeah, so uh, you first, you first. Okay, all right. I'm Kristen Meinzer, and I am a major royal enthusiast. My mother was an Anglophile. She was part of the EastEnders Club. The very first wedding that was very formative in my life that I got to witness on TV was when Princess Di and Charles married, and that pretty much formulated all my ideas of what weddings were after that. I got to see Princess die in real life at one point, which was mind-blowing. And I was a royal correspondent for the last royal wedding, Kate and Wills. So I'm a big-time royal fan, and some listeners may also know me as the co-host of Buy the Book on top of all that. And I'm James Barr, a ginger-topped, sassy, gay Harry fan from London, and I'm so obsessed that I once stayed up (laughs) on the Mall outside Buckingham Palace in freezing cold British summer temperatures to catch a glimpse of Wills and Kate on their wedding day as the carriage went past. I got like 1.5 seconds of them in my eyeline. It was so worth it. I love it. Love it. They waved. I'm sure Kate made eye contact with me. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure she did too. I'm totally She probably sure she thought did. I was Harry. Maybe she thought I was Harry. She was like, wait, is that Harry? Oh, no. Just oh, no. It's person. just another gorgeous man with red hair. That's, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Actually, we're very much like Harry and Meghan ourselves. In in We also met through a mutual friend in London in 2016. We're not going to name the name, though. We're not going to tell anybody who that person was who introduced us. We want that person to be left alone. No harassing. It was a corgi. Spoiler alert. <laughs> With a very cute corgi butt. I love those corgi butts. Oh, my God. Corgis are my favorite. And we should do a whole episode on corgis, like a corgi special at some point. Yes, yes. And there's going to be a visual component where it's just pictures of corgi butts. That's it. That's all it's going to be is <laughs> pictures of corgi butts. It's just corky butt. And then we're going to Photoshop in pictures of Megan and Harry. (laughs) And the other way we're alike is obviously you're from England, I think. I'm from somewhere in the U.S. You know, if you you can't tell that already from our accents. Yeah. We are basically Megan and Harry in a a parallel universe, in a podcast (laughs) universe. We are Megan and Prince Harry. Yes. We have a different ship name, though, which would be... Driston? Oh! There's something going on there. There's something to get at there. There's something. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Yeah, we're going to we're going to work on that. 
And in every episode of this show, we're going to start off giving headlines of the week because, of course, there are always so many headlines about Meghan and Harry. We're going to have a deep dive segment every episode where we dig into a very pressing issue around the royal couple. And we'll end each episode with a royal wedding prediction. And on the royal wedding day, we will have a drinking game slash bingo board that will have all of our royal wedding predictions so that listeners can play along on the wedding day. Absolutely. I can't wait for the drinking game. It's going to be amazing. One of the things, one of the predictions I've been having is whether or not the corgis will be in little bridesmaids outfits. But I feel oh like you won't gosh. like that. Because oh, I love that. Their butts that. will be covered with the dresses. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll well, miss we'll get out to that later. We can't give it all away right now. We can't give it all away right now. So should we hit this week's headlines? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's start off with the headlines. And obviously, the biggest one, the biggest headline of the last week is the announcement of the Royal Wedding Day. May 19th, 2018. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Where you at? Oh, my, oh my God. God. Literally, <laughs> this is the best. Have you put it in your diary yet? Oh, my God. It's already in there. And you know what? I guess you and I are going to be sleeping out there because not surprisingly, every single hotel in Windsor is fully booked up. So, James, I guess that means we're going to be sleeping on the street for this one just like the last wedding because there's nowhere for us to stay i've got my sleeping bag ready i'll bring the pims oh we're gonna be fine we'll just have lots of pims yeah isn't that crazy i i guess maybe Anne and andrew and edward have just like booked up all the rooms at the local travel lodge near windsor <laughs> castle because yeah there's no we'll be sleeping rough but it's gonna be worth it definitely. totally worth it and it's going to be at saint george's chapel in windsor castle yeah yeah, isn't that yeah, there's crazy? There's loads going on here with the date, especially and and the fact that they've gone for the chapel is that shade at Megan because obviously like she's a divorcee and Camilla and Charles got married there, so that was kind of it's it's where they choose if they want to spend less and it's slightly more low key than doing it in Westminster Abbey. Um, and I guess because Harry is not like next in line, maybe they thought, well, we'll just do a little bit of a cheaper one. Do you think, or am I overthinking? I th- no, I think you're right, but I think that they don't realize how important this wedding is to the world. And if they realized, they would, I don't know, rent out the Vatican or somewhere else because this is the most <laughs> important wedding ever. This is so important. Should we make that our actual mission to make them change their minds and realize their mistake (laughs) (laughs) yes i love this i love this as a mission statement for our show they have to realize i do think though i mean i I would if i was megan to be fair like westminster abbey or an actual castle i would go with a castle to be honest a castle sounds pretty classy doesn't it if you want if you're going to become a princess where are you going to get married a castle or an abbey defo a castle for me yeah, yeah. You know what? You've convinced me. It's definitely all about the castle. I'm, I'm in favor of this. But can we talk about another controversy around here other than where they're getting married, which is what else is happening on this date that they're getting married? Yeah, this is this is like insane. This is such drama. And if you're from the UK and you're listening, you'll totally get this. If you're listening in the States, you may not realize how big the FA Cup final is. But it is on the same day as the FA Cup final, which is basically the English Football League's biggest day. And Wills, Harry's brother, is like the president of the of the football association. So he's normally there at the game giving out the trophy to the winning team. And this year, I guess he can't be because he's going to be at the wedding. Who's going to give it out then? I mean, or or is Will's going to use this as an excuse like, hey, see you later, bro. I got to go I mean, watch some football. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I guess the wedding is going to be like early afternoon and the FA Cup final is going to be at Wembley Stadium at like 5 p.m. He could do a mad dash after the service to get there. Um, he could borrow a chopper and fly in. <laughs> it does seem a bit wrong, though, and he'd miss the speeches and the wedding breakfast. So I no idea who is gonna who's going to give away the trophy if it's not going to be Will's. And I don't know why they would make such a mistake. James, listen to me. I just had the craziest idea ever. What if at Wembley Stadium they got married there first? Yes. And then the football started? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be the oh, greatest wow. event ever. That would be the that greatest thing. That would be so great. Oh, my you God. You could literally do it like the Super Bowl and have like a massive performance as well and loads of dances. It's going to be the most watched event in human history ever. Yeah, it's going to be like the Oscars and the Super Bowl and Princess Di and Charles's wedding combined, everybody would watch that. That would be amazing. I don't know what the courtiers are doing at Buckingham Palace right now, but we have clearly got better vision for how this <laughs> wedding should roll. So I definitely think we should write them a letter and sort this out. Wembley Stadium on the 19th of May, 2018. That's where it's happening. Oh my God. I want to be there with a t-shirt gun. I want to shoot out t-shirts with t-shirt pictures guns. of Harry and no Meghan way. with corgi butts. It's going to be so good. You will not get that through security, I'm telling you now. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing we should talk about, the next headline on today's episode is the inside scoop on all the things that Meghan and Harry have given up to get married. It was in Vanity Fair this week and Meghan is moving to a different continent, changing her citizenship. She's stopped Instagramming. She's given up acting. She's changed everything so that she can become a princess. But what's Harry given up? Oh, God. I think just smoking. I've read that he's giving up smoking. And I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good thing to give up. Giving up smoking's hard. I can. I, I feel that. I mean, I'm not a smoker, but I can imagine that any addiction is a very difficult thing to give up. But Megan's given up her country, her family, <laughs> yeah, uh, her yeah, continent. Yeah. Instagram. Instagram is probably the biggest thing the to Instagram give up. Like, thing smoking is, is nothing on Instagram. That's so huge. She's not Instagrammed in ages. I can't even imagine what that's like if you're a celebrity. Can you imagine one of the Kardashians ever giving up their Instagram? That is just Our lives would be over. insane. Yeah. You can't give up your Instagram if you're a royal. But then is she going to then just take up the same handle that... Harry and Wills and Kate have the Kensington Palace? I, I guess that's it, yeah. They'll be posting from their official account as opposed to their own, which makes sense. And I suppose it's a lot easier. I mean, the pressure of social media can be a little overcoming at times. But what we will get instead is amazing Christmas cards with, with both of them on it. And hopefully, hopefully, babies. Yes! Oh, it's not even hopeful. We know that this is going to happen. Oh my god, I'm so excited for the royal babies. They're going to be so freaking I'm cute. So I can't even deal. We've already we've got a third on the way as well with Wills and Kate. So I know it's just it's so exciting. But I'm going to say something that's not going to it's no, it's what? not going to work okay for everybody listening out there. But I think it's going to work okay for you, James. I think these babies are going to be the cutest of all babies ever in the royal family. Do you think they'll be cuter than Kate and Wills? Because I kind of do as well. Yeah, I mean George is adorable, but their royal babies are not going to compare to the ones that Harry and Meghan are going to have. They're just going to be the cutest babies ever. Meghan is so beautiful, isn't she? Like, I remember when I first saw Suits and I was like, wow, she's, I mean, uh, so I'm gay, but I I was like, wow, that woman is incredible. Like she looks so, so, she's a vision. So I can totally see why Harry, yeah, I, I agree. I think these will be the best looking royal babies ever. Yeah. I mean, it's not really fair. We're dealing with somebody who is a TV and movie star versus somebody who's like, family has a party planning empire but you know i mean and and then royalty uh, it's just not fair and they're the best of both because they're british and american 
Yes, yes. It's just like me and you. It's just like us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Totally. Exactly. All right. Can we get to the next headline here? This headline you started to kind of tiptoe into when you talked about the Christmas cards, but the AP has broken the news that Megan will indeed be spending Christmas with the royal family. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it just be amazing to be sitting there with them? I, I would just sit by the presents by the tree and watch them from afar while they eat dinner. I would totally do that. <laughs> You just stand in the corner. Like, yeah, I don't even have to project. sit at the table with them. I'll just like sit over there by the tree and just stare. Yeah, I feel like Megan's obviously met the Queen, right? She must have. I mean, they've they've hung out a little bit, but this will be their first Christmas together. And I mean, Christmas with a family is your own family is always awkward, but Christmas with someone else's family that must be really, really interesting. Having to like like understand how things work and not say anything embarrassing. How do you think Megan's going to do? Oh my God! I mean. She's classy. She's beautiful. I feel like she's not going to screw up in any big way, but there might be some minor things, you know? I mean, the queen is a little... I, am I wrong? Is the queen a little bit uptight or is she actually wacky behind closed doors? I mean, who knows? I mean, that, I feel like the queen has... I remember a story about the queen having an iPod coming out like 10 years ago so that everyone <laughs> would think the queen was really cool. I think the queen's probably quite... I don't know if she's on trend, but I definitely feel that she can have a joke. Right? Okay. When it comes to taking out the Christmas crackers and breaking those open and the paper crown comes out of the Christmas cracker, will she take off her real crown and then put on a paper crown so she can be jolly like everybody else <laughs> while all the bad jokes are no. being told? No way is the queen taking off the real crown to put on a paper oh, crown. Oh, come on. You have to. I, I can't see it. Do you think she would? I just think you're a stick in the mud. No offense, Queen Elizabeth, but you're kind of a stick in the mud if you won't put on the paper hat. Come on. That's like the best <laughs> Maybe she'll part it over of the, the Christmas over the, You can't dethrone the queen. There's no, no, I'm sorry. As a British person and as Queen Elizabeth is my monarch, there's no way I'm allowing her to take off her crown. I, uh-huh. I just count it. I well, she could maybe she could put it over the crown. <laughs> yeah, I reckon just slightly over it, a yellow one, so it's the same color. Okay, okay, but beyond the crowns, James, let's talk about the jokes inside the Christmas crackers. You know, for those listeners who don't know what a Christmas cracker is, because some Americans don't, it's the cylindrical shaped thing. It looks like a giant candy almost, and somebody pulls one end and you pull the other, and then poof, and all these little tiny trinkets come out, and um, the crown, and then the joke, and so. I love the horrible jokes that come in Christmas crackers. Do you like those jokes, James? I love them. And I think the Queen probably does as well. Because you're sat there, aren't you, with your fam? And what do you talk about? So it's it's a great conversation starter when you pull the cracker open. Some of them have got facts in them as well. <laughs> facts in quotes. Yeah. yeah, you get facts. So it's, it's a way of avoiding a conversation about the obvious political things that are going to stress out different members of the family because we're all different generations aren't we yes oh can i tell you my favorite christmas cracker joke that like i always quote every year please I just love it so much what is santa's favorite household activity what is santa's favorite i, am, I have no idea he likes gardening because he's all about the ho 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 <laughs> get it <laughs> <laughs> actually you know what Kristen? that's actually really great that's better than the ones i've got <laughs> Really? Oh, it's yeah, a I mean, good one. the ones I've had are like, a man walks into a bar. Ouch. That is, that is not funny on any day of the year. Certainly not when you're sat with your family. Um, what do you give a dog for Christmas? A mobile bone. Oh, that is so bad. I love it. Like a cell bone. <laughs> like a mobile I mean, I phone. Know. Only it's a mobile yeah. 
bone. Bone. It's just, it's too much. So I, I, I don't know if they'll be doing that, if the royals will be doing that, but it feels very British to me. So probably they will. Hopefully Megan will hear our podcast and take some inspiration. Oh, I hope so. I hope she's ready for these jokes because they're just going to make her life wonderful. They're going to be so good. But do you think they're going to be exchanging presents or do you think when you're that rich, you don't exchange presents anymore? I, I I would hope they do. Maybe they do a secret Santa, but they do like a really modest budget of £100 each or something. <laughs> Can you imagine secret Santa? Like, and you get... Secret Santa. <laughs> and you get like, you get like Philip and you're like, God, what does Philip even need? I don't know. Like, if I get Philip, I guess I'm going to get him like an ugly Christmas sweater maybe? Yeah. You, well, you'd have to get him something really inappropriate and rude, wouldn't you? Like the 50 most offensive jokes, like a book of the 50 most offensive jokes or something. <laughs> I feel like Philip would love that. He would. He he would keep that in his royal bathroom, I think. And another thing we should probably discuss, although it's going to get a little bit controversial, is is Meghan going to go on the royal Christmas hunt? Because it's a tradition that goes back hundreds of years, but she's an animal rights activist. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows about her rescue dogs, obviously, Guy and Bogart. And everybody knows that she loves animals. She talks about animals all the time in her now defunct Instagram feed. That was like half of what she posted. And... I can't even imagine like how she would do that. I mean, you're trying to impress your in-laws. This is your first Christmas with your in-laws, so you're going to play along. Right. I, I feel that I've done some things that maybe aren't quite with my nature when I've been meeting boyfriend's parents or so on. But I can see that making her really sad. And I don't want Megan to cry on Christmas. Oh, my God. There's going to be enough stuff that's going to make her stressed out on Christmas with her in-laws. If she does cry, that's a true British Christmas, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Very EastEnders. Uh, uh, God, I mean, how does she get around that? Do you think she'll just sit it out? Maybe she'll just pretend she's got a dicky stomach? Oh, my God. I don't know what you do there. I mean, but you can't really act like you have a bad stomach because then everyone's going to think you're pregnant and nobody wants you to be, you know pregnant right now they want you to wait until after the wedding oh there are so many questions here i don't even know i, I that's mean, a really good plan though i think the faux pregnancy is, a, is the way to go <laughs> okay megan if you're listening just pretend you're pregnant on christmas just pretend that will distract fine. everybody from the hunt and then they won't even go on the hunt yeah it'll be a whole different kind of christmas okay okay james so enough of the headlines should we get into this week's deep dive Yep, let's dive into a very crucial detail about the royal couple and the wedding on the deep dive after this quick message. All right, James, we're back and it's time for this week's deep dive. Let's talk about what this topic is of the week. It's a very important topic. Prepare yourself here. Is Meghan Markle actually marrying down? Bum, bum, bum. I've thought a lot about this. I have. I have thought a lot about this. I have too. And I'm worried that I'm going to get sent to the tower for even <laughs> suggesting that Meghan is marrying down when she's marrying into the most important monarchy in the world. Yes, but I <laughs> it's mean, scary. come on. First of all, there's the fact that she's employed. Up until very recently, she had a job. Isn't yep. she kind of marrying this unemployed guy who lives with his parents? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Stop it. I've got a red dot on me right now. The SAS are coming for me. Yeah, I mean, let, let's just talk a little bit. It's not just that she's marrying an unemployed guy who lives with his parents, but Megan's Parents. Can you stop saying that? <laughs> Can you not say he's an unemployed guy that lives with his parents. It but sounds so bad. But it sounds is. so bad. It's so true on paper, but there's, you know, there's a lot more going on than that. But yes, okay, fine. Yes, he's an unemployed she, guy. But, but she's parents. like 
a multimillionaire who made all of her money herself. And on top of that, her parents also had great jobs. Her dad was an Emmy Award-winning lighting designer, and her mom has an advanced degree. She's a social worker who still has time to be a yoga instructor on the side. I mean, look at the family she comes from. And on top of that, she's a UN ambassador. And when she was 11 years old, she successfully campaigned for Procter & Gamble to change the tagline on their ivory soap commercials to make them more gender inclusive. I mean, she's been a feminist. She's been a hardworking actor. She's been an ambassador. And she's the child of people who also have their own great careers. Look at this. Look at the situation. And, and can we also talk about her education? Like, I'm sure Harry probably did fine in school, maybe. But she graduated from Northwestern University, one of the most prestigious universities on the planet. Come on. Okay. But Harry, and here it comes, is a hot ginge. <laughs> that's all he's got. That's all he's. Got. That's all he's got. He but is, he's got he that. He's a hot ginger. No, I'm joking. True. He's a no. Harry's amazing as well. Like he served two tours in Afghanistan, which is you know huge for a royal. He founded the Invictus Games, which Meghan really enjoyed when she went. Oh yeah, but she did wear those ripped jeans, which I still think she should not have worn ripped jeans to the Invictus Games. They weren't. I mean, they weren't engaged at that point. So I feel like. I mean, but that's their of... first royal outing, and she's the girlfriend. You're going to wear ripped jeans to the Invictus Games? Come on, Megan. Oh no! Now I'm ruining my position here, where she's marrying down. Oh, <laughs> continue. So continue, maybe James. he's marrying down just because of the ripped jeans. It's all out the window. But maybe this is what makes them. I can't say it. She's not marrying down. Maybe this is what makes them the perfect match because she's done a lot of work with the UN, which is amazing, and the animal rights activism. And Harry is, you know, also currently campaigning for a lot of mental health issues in the UK. Um, he's encouraging people to talk more about it, and I think that's really important too. And that just shows what kind of what kind of person Harry is. Like, I think he really believes in moving the country along and supporting people. So I feel like they're a really good match. His dad is Prince Charles. His mum is Diana, Princess of Wales. He's, she isn't marrying down. Okay. Are we deciding that it's a marriage of equals then? If your mum is Princess Diana, you could do anything and you're still leagues ahead of everyone. That's what people used to say about Princess Grace also, but look at her kids. I think this says a lot as well. Prince Harry and Meghan marked World AIDS Day recently, saying they owed it to our generation to eradicate AIDS. And as his mum, Princess Diana, was a huge AIDS ambassador and went out there and was the first person to like shake hands with someone with the disease. I think it's amazing that they marked their first royal outing as a newly engaged couple by talking about World AIDS Day. I love that. I love that they did that. That was great. And I think... Yeah, and I th- and I think that shows you what kind of relationship they're going to have and what they're going to do for the world together. <laughs> oh, I love your optimism on that. Yeah, you know what? I do too. I'm really excited about. They're going to make the world a better place. They already are. They're already making the world a better place just by being them. So we're now agreeing. Megan is not marrying down. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've agreed that this is a marriage that benefits everybody. Megan's going to benefit from Harry. Harry's going to benefit from her. And the whole world benefits from their love. Oh, I love that. And let us know what you think. Do you agree with us? Or do you think Meghan is marrying down? Or maybe Harry is marrying down? Controversial. We should have discussed that as well. (laughs) You can tweet us both. I'm at I'm James Barr. And Kristen is at Kristen Meinzer. All right. Coming up, we're going to do our royal wedding prediction. But first, this.
Welcome back. This is the When Meghan Met Harry podcast. We are obsessed with the royal wedding, which is taking place in May. And every single week on our podcast, we are going to be making a huge prediction about something that might happen at the royal wedding. We're going to peer into our English breakfast tea leaves, our crystal balls, and just guess what we think is going to go down. All right. So this week's prediction coming from the Huffington Post, as well as many, many other press outlets, there are a lot of folks out there who are thinking that, and we agree with it, they're thinking that the royal wedding cake will not be a traditional fruit cake, as in other British weddings. It will be a banana cake. What? Yes, that is our a prediction. Banana cake. <laughs> <laughs> a banana cake. That's bananas. It is, because I mean, Harry loves bananas. So that's the prediction we're making. We're going all out and suggesting that they're going to ditch the, the multi-layered icing-topped fruitcake for a, for a banana cake. <laughs> is that just going to taste like a loaf of banana bread? What is the banana cake going to yeah, be like? Yeah, I guess maybe with some lemon drizzle inside. Oh, that would be so nice. Oh, that sounds mm, kind of nice. That would be really good. Or what if it's I mean, like one of those surprise. like banana puddings? Do you know what a banana pudding is, James? We have oh, them in like the from, States. Um, yeah, from like, <laughs> what's the bake the Sex and the City Bakery in New York called? Oh, yes, from Magnolia. Yes, yes. Magnolia. I love the banana pudding from Magnolia Bakery. Oh, oh my God. They wow. could just buy some of that and ship it over. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just put Megan's that in a family FedEx could bring box. It with them. Yeah, like, or just get it on the plane when they're coming over. Oh, yeah. I would totally. Can you imagine Queen Elizabeth eating banana pudding? At this wedding? I feel like she'd be very happy. She'd oh, be very happy. She would just be sitting there smiling in <laughs> like, a corner. Yeah, I saw that on Sex and the Zoo. <laughs> oh my God. I want this to happen so badly. I would be so happy if I was a guest. And I feel like we will get invitations, Kristen. If we're guests at the wedding and out comes the, the cake and it's not what you expect. It's not a boring old fruit cake and instead an amazing banana pudding inspired banana cake in the shape of a banana. Oh like that my would, god! That would make me very happy. You that just blew my happy. mind in the shape of a banana. Oh my god! That means the outside <laughs> has to be different than the inside, also, like a banana. Oh my god! This is going to be so good. This is going to be the best wedding we ever go to. And so many wedding cakes just are not that tasty. I think a lot of wedding cakes just look pretty, and I hate that fondant stuff on the outside of a lot of wedding cakes. But if it's a banana pudding cake, oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Mm, 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 mm. Delicious. Yes. Get some of that banana cake. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's our first prediction. And on the wedding day, don't forget, we're going to release a bingo board drinking game with all of our predictions so that you can play along. And do feel free to tweet us with any of your predictions for the most important day of our lives. Of everybody's on May lives. May 19th, 2018. And thanks for listening to the debut episode of When Megan Met Harry. I'm James Barr. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And we are all ship name Hagen forever. Love is real. Just like Corgi Butts. <laughs> Hashtag Corgi Butts. <laughs>When Megan Met Harry is produced by the extremely regal Lindsay Cradwell. Special thanks to the very prince-like Ryan Dilly, our producer in London, and thanks also to Andy Bowers, the king of Panoply. Be sure to also check out A Gay and a Non-Gay, the show that James Barr co-hosts with Dan Hudson, and buy the book, which I co-host with Jolenta Greenberg. Thanks so much for listening. 